Real or fake? We'll talk about that tonight. I'll give you my opinion if you're interested. Yeah, we're going to talk about Q and digital ID. It's sneaking up. I warned you about this. And here we go. The other border crisis is also something we're going to touch on tonight, a part of the border crisis we haven't talked about before. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. It's Wednesday. Yes halfway through the week we made it so far it is wednesday welcome in thank you so much for making me a part of your day i know that you've got a lot of choices out there lots of folks you can be watching and you choose to watch me for a little part of your day and i really sincerely appreciate that right straight from the heart really do appreciate it thank you <clears throat> by the way if you don't mind hit that follow button if you have a free rumble account you can just click that follow button it's free we don't spam your inbox and uh, it helps out the show a lot. We really do appreciate that. All right, before we even get to our sponsor, I have to clear something up. Hal9000, are you in the chat? Are you out there? He is one of our P1 viewers out there in, uh, in <clears throat> internet land. And we had a big question come up last night that I found the answer to. This is earth shaking, I hope you're sitting down. But gophers and groundhogs are not the same thing. Gra I know, but groundhogs are bigger, larger, stockier. Gophers have a more furry, bushy tail. Gophers have larger front teeth that remain exposed when their mouths are closed. With groundhogs, they don't. Gophers rarely leave their tunnels and like to munch on plant roots. Groundhogs roam above ground for leafy plants. Groundhogs are herbivores, meaning they exclusively eat plants, while gophers are classified as omnivores, like you and me. They eat both plants and other animals. So there you go. If you wanted to know, gophers and groundhogs are not the same thing. Okay. You're stumped... <laughs> Just had to clear that up. Hal, I hope you're listening. You're stumped for a Christmas gift. You don't know what to do. I have a suggestion which is brilliant, my humble opinion. For the coffee lover in your life, you could do a lot worse. In fact, I don't know how you could do any better than blackout coffee. And right now with this Cyber Week deal, it isn't enough we got you a promo code for 20% off your first order. They have an amazing deal right now at Blackout Coffee during what they proclaim to be not Cyber Monday, but Cyber Week. You use the code Cyber Week. You see it right over there. And that will get you buy two, get one free. Yo, you buy two bags of coffee beans, you get one free. And I'm telling you, not only is this the most amazing company, but you will be helping to support an American company that believes in this country, believes in our conservative values, honesty, integrity. They're all about that, and they're all about making good coffee. 
They work with local co-ops, American farmers to grow the beans, selecting only the best. And then when you order within 24 to 48 hours, only then they roast your beans, ship them out another maybe, what, three days to get them. And that's fresh roasted coffee beans right at your doorstep. Always full-bodied, always amazing tasting, rich but never bitter, blackout coffee. They have a huge variety of coffee uh, roasts over there. And for the holidays, remember I suggested it would make a great Christmas gift? Check it out. Look at these holiday flick. Candy cane, winter wonderland, pumpkin spice, peppermint mocha, eggnog. Oh, man, look at that. Candy cane, eggnog. Ah, oh, man, this is, wow. I was honest with you. I said I'm not a big flavored coffee uh, fan, but I know a lot of people are, including perhaps you. Do not miss this chance to get yourself an amazing cup of coffee, whether it's one of their holiday editions. And don't forget, buy two, get one free, which gives you another couple of bags. I mean, you probably want to keep a couple for yourself, but you can absolutely give one away as a Christmas gift, which if you have a coffee drinker in your life, they will love you for it forevermore. They'll become a customer too. Just tell them to use the link in our show notes. It's right down there in the show notes and check out Blackout Coffee. Help support this show. Help support an American company that believes in our values and help support a company that just makes the best damn cup of coffee you've ever had. Blackout Coffee. Thank you, Blackout Coffee, for sponsoring the show and for uh, being a part of what we do around here. We appreciate what you do. All right, before we get into our talking about Q, and we are gonna talk quite a bit about Q, I wanted to give you an update on a story we covered last night. It's been all over the news. There are a lot of headlines, but there has been an update. Nyah, nyah. The Kansas City Chiefs, you know that little five-year-old, turns out, by the way, he was five. During Sunday's broadcast, Holden Armenta from California, a native that belongs to the Shumash tribe. His dad is on the Shumash tribe board in Santa Ynez. Everyone making some big massive deal out of this, trying to show only one side of his face to promote the blackface narrative, which of course was completely untrue. There is him and his family who are Native Americans. <laughs> I love this story. It just keeps getting better and better. And I'm telling you, there is going to be a five-year-old shortly who owns this ridiculous idiot website. And now here's a great idea. Fans are pushing to wear all black and red face paint. Everybody to the next game in a massive show of support for this little guy who got called by the media racist. I think that is the best idea ever. Everybody, all the fans get together and everybody uses the black and red face paint. Ha, ha, ha. 
Oh, I love it. The Post Millennial did a full article about this. It's really very well written. I put that link in our show notes. The young Kansas City Chiefs fan, Deadspin, tried to cancel, is Native American. There you go. Turns out he is a Native American. Woke sports site Deadspin, who is going to be owned by this little five-year-old soon, I hope, targeted this young Kansas City Chiefs fan. You've heard the story. You've seen it. We covered it last night. And now this other news has popped that it turns out he is actually from a Native American family. His grandfather sits on the board of the Chumash tribe. And uh, the article not only falsely accused this little boy of anti-black racism, but anti-Native racism. Quote, it takes a lot to disrespect two groups of people at once. Yeah. Anyway, millions and millions of people have viewed this article. Millions have voiced out their displeasure with these idiots at this website. And this article has a whole lot of good stuff in it about that. I encourage you to read it. Uh, oh, by the way, the idiot author of the piece, the hit piece, Karen Phillips has deleted all references to this on his ex account. Mm. Too bad, pal, cause the lawsuits are coming and the internet is forever. One word, screenshots. And yes, by the way, that, that is one word. <laughs> all right, you know Q? Of course, if you don't know Q, you have heard about Q. Q has been around for many years now, actually. And I have read the, I don't, it wasn't 4chan. I, there's some place you can see Q's original posts, if it's still working. Just search it out. You'll find it. But there is an X account called Q. And it's at Q the Storm with two M's, S-T-O-R-M-M. -M. I don't know if this is the original Q or not. Whoever is posting these posts seems to be fairly up to date on what's happening. Mainstream media has basically pushed Q to the side and claimed that anyone yeah, Q Clearance, Hal. Hal 9000 back in the room, and uh, welcome in there, chat. Uh, <laughs> ground Zero. Hey, Hal, did you hear my gopher groundhog thing? If you missed it, I just did it about two minutes ago. They're not the same thing, okay, just so you know. All right, back to the important stuff. Q has been around forever. Mainstream media has poo-pooed it, said, ah, you're all just crazy conspiracy theorists. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, they've dubbed the word QAnon. A lot of the posts that Q put out there came true, were accurate. It is obvious that whoever this Q person is, he is somehow very intimately tied to the government, perhaps not this administration, but uh, the government, I think there's little doubt about that. Now, of late, 
this has been posted to what may or may not be Q's actual X account. He's been doing this countdown, and we're practically there. Says nothing stops this. Six o'clock is dangerous. Green sky and root. We can feel you breathing. Nobody escapes this. Nobody. And here is the countdown. Nothing stops this. 12 hours, 40 minutes, and 20 seconds. And this was posted November 29th at 6.20 p.m. I assume that's Eastern time. So, it won't be long now. Whatever he's talking about, we will find out, if anything. But I'm going to... I've, like I said, I've followed Q. Some of his stuff seems pretty whacked out. Some of his stuff has proven to be absolutely spot on. Donald Trump himself has admitted he believes he knows who Q is, but he's not saying. You'll notice how often the number 17 comes up. It's another Q thing that's rather fascinating if you research it. Look, I'm not saying this guy knows what he's talking about. I am saying that a lot of the stuff he's put out there has been proven correct. Some of it never came to pass. He hasn't made any giant doomsday predictions. He has always said the storm is coming. And now he's doing this countdown saying nothing stops this. Don't know what it's about, but I would say in what, eight hours? We're about to find out or less. We'll see. I will tell you that after all this buildup, he's been posting this for days. If you go to his actual account, uh, let's see, I'm going to do this live here. There's his, the actual account, Cue the Storm, a name you won't ever forget. As I look at this, 26 hours remaining, and on it goes. That's Trump saying, here, let me play that. I don't want to say, uh, but you'd be surprised. There you go. And again, he's been doing this. Behold, a pale horse, the rider's name, Death and Hades followed with him. I'm waiting to see. I 50% believe Q is someone who legit knows what's going on and 50% believe it's all just crap. I love the fact, as Hal 9000 just said, question the narratives. That is exactly Q equals question the narratives. But you see, he's had this countdown going on forever. If this turns out to be bullshit, I'm giving up, and that 50-50 will go to 100. I'm off the whole Q thing. Right now, I'm right on the line. Could go either way. We'll see what happens. But it's an interesting take. It's, you know, I love this kind of stuff because this, there are people who will just dismiss this out of hand, just poo-poo it, and ah, you don't know what you're talking about, all crazy nutbag conspiracy jobs. Maybe, maybe, but maybe not. 
A lot of our conspiracy theories have turned out to be very true in the last few years, haven't they? Mm-hmm. The Daily Dot did an article about Q, and it's actually from a while ago. Yeah, 2018. So you see, Q's been around for a very long time. But I put this in our show notes because this is probably one of the best explanations about Q and QAnon, the Internet's most mysterious poster. So this was back in the day when, oh, 4, it was 4chan. In October, says here, this is again 2018, an anonymous Q, a 4chan account began making cryptic posts about earth-changing political and judicial events to come. Ever since then, conspiracy theorists, journalists, amused observers, that would be me, have speculated about who's behind the account. And it has come to be known as QAnon. But even with over six months of posts, nobody's been able to figure out whether or not they're actually a government insider, as they claim to be, or just simply a figure in a live-action role-playing game having a laugh at our expense. Don't know. Look, here's the number 17 again. There you go. It pops up a lot. So this article, I'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I encourage you, if you want to know more about what Q is all about, this was written back when Q had only been around for about six months. So it's, it's quite extensive, and it does cover a lot about Q. If you want a little background, maybe you're just hearing about Q, because he's kind of, or she, by the way, but he or she has become more popular lately because of some posts that have been made. Uh, there's also belief that Q is not just a single person, but a group of people who they think may be close to Trump. Theory doesn't actually prove that any of them have any high-level clearance or access to the president. Uh, NBC News grouped together a trio of conspiracy theorists who they said had helped push mainstream push the whole Q thing mainstream, speculating they they could behind the, be behind the posts as well. Shadowy military intelligence figure who recruited Trump for the pre, uh, presidency. A theory from Jerome Corsi. It goes, like I said, you see this article, very extensive. And Alex Jones, another one who's been right up there with this whole Q theory or conspiracy, I don't want to say conspiracy theory, because at the moment we don't know. But yeah, like I said, I'm on the line with this guy or gal. I'm 50-50 because I actually take time to research. I don't say, oh yeah, right, it's all bullshit, never mind, it's all crap, you're crazy, you're a nut job, you're a conspiracy theory. I don't, I don't do that. I research, I read, I search, I search multiple sources. The obvious biased ones and the least biased ones I can find. Then and only then I make a decision. And honestly, I haven't been able to find stuff that convinces me one way or the other. We shall see. And according to his latest post on X, if that's truly him, see, that's the thing, we don't know. But if 
if it's truly him, his countdown continues. And it won't be long until if something is going to happen, it'll happen. We shall see. What do you think? You believe in Q? You don't believe in Q? You think it's all just so much conspiracy nonsense? Could be. I'm not so sure. I'm really not so sure. Wow. Thank God we have a well-armed militia, huh? <laughs> oh, you're not going to believe this one. Some footage here from Mexico. I want you to check this out. I want you to take a look at the armored vehicles, the weapons mounted on top of the armor vehicles, the body armor and uniforms the soldiers are wearing, the weapons the soldiers are wearing. Take a look at this. I don't know enough about guns and armored vehicles to tell you what these things are. Is that like a 50 mil on top there? Two of them. Look at this. And look how far down that road these trucks go. So, is this the Mexican army? Nope. This is the CJNG cartel. That is one of the Mexican drug cartels that are better equipped than a lot of countries' armies. This is frightening. Link to this video is in our show notes. Watch it. Share it out there. That is the C, uh, CJNG cartel and their army. It's actually been posted by creepy.org, and man, that is exactly right. Those are Ford trucks, somebody said. Wow. You don't think we have a problem at the border? Mm. Think again. Not only do we have a problem at the southern border, we have a problem at the northern border, actually just over the northern border. You remember when we talked about this whole digital, uh, the latest lowrider club. <laughs> Hal 9000, you've always got one. You always have one. Thank you. You're right. Yeah, it kind of looks like the latest lowrider club. All right. We talked to you about what was happening in Europe with this bullshit digital ID, central bank digital currency. I warned you to be careful because what happens over there will eventually creep itself over here. And it has begun, as I said, as I says, Trudeau, the communist dictator, otherwise known as the prime minister of Canada, is supporting a partnership with the EU for digital ID. Here we go. They're just right up there. They suggest it will help curb online disinformation, which we all know what that means. It will curb your right to free speech. A proponent, Trudeau, of centralized control 
finalized a controversial collaborative digital partnership with the European Union. This agreement that he has finalized exhibits a full commitment to the introduction of a digital ID system in Canada, our neighbors to the north. The government is pursuing it in part under the guise of fighting online disinformation horse crap. The contentious partnership insists on a joint effort from Canada and the EU to bolster their respective bilateral, multilateral cooperation in forums like the G7 and the G20. Digital public infrastructure. Same buzzwords being used by the Gates Foundation, the UN, pushing these digital IDs, central bank digital currency, payment systems, social credit scores. Most alarming for a lot of Canadians that support protecting your civil liberties Trudeau has shown he is apparently unwavering in his allegiance to this digital ID agenda. We're next. I swear we're next. I told you. Happens in Europe. Slides its slimy ass over the pond to other places like Canada, Mexico, wherever. And then... Welcome to the USA. They're gonna, you know they're setting us up for this. You know they are setting us up for this digital ID crap. Draw your line. Do not let them cross it. Call your representatives. Let them know you are not putting up with this. And by the way, pay cash if you can. Some of these idiot businesses that have no cash, then just don't shop there. Take your business elsewhere. Find somebody who does still take cash. I will tell you, it's getting harder and harder to find those businesses. Sad, but it's true. While they continue to try and do everything they can to control you. Hey, it must be political season, an election coming up, because there's a new COVID variant. Yep. <laughs> a new COVID variant is spreading in the U.S. Experts explain the risks. This is from Epic Health. Okay, so that's the headline. Ooh, scary. A new COVID variant spreading in the U.S., it has a significantly lower growth efficiency, meaning it is less able to replicate itself in humans. So already, what was the possibility of death? Like 0.005%? Like ridiculously too small to barely even be considered. This is less, smaller. 
the new BA.2.86 variant. You better come up with a catchier name than that, folks, because we already know it's bullshit and we're not going to listen. It's unofficial. Oh, okay. It's unofficially known as Pyrola. Is that scary? Sounds like something you'd order in an Italian restaurant. Uh, could I have a Pyrola with a little extra red sauce, please? Anyway, the prevalence has increased from one to about 9% in the U.S., according to the Center for Disease Control. World Health designated Pyrola as a variant of interest. November 21st also found the public health risk posed by this variant to be low at the global level. So why are we talking about it? COVID was already sold to you as the death of everyone on the planet turned out to be absolutely nothing. The vaccines killed more people than COVID did. Yeah, I said it. Live with it. This has even less of a risk because it can't grow inside the human body. A and why are we talking about it? Thank you, Hal. Exactly. Terror, fear, hate. He says, I'm sick of this horse shit. They want us to slaves to live under Trump. I, I guess that means that. Anyway, exactly right. They're doing everything they can. Keep us in line. We're not having it. We're not putting up with it. We have drawn our lines. You're not crossing it. The end. I'm not using your pronouns. I'm not taking your vaccine. I'm not wearing a damn mask. You can just F off. draw your line. Don't let them cross it. We talked about the southern border. We showed you the well, well-armed cartel down there in Mexico. There is another problem with the southern border that we're not talking about. We should be. This border crisis, you ever thought about how much money this is costing you as a taxpayer? It ain't a small amount, folks. Biden's border crisis could cost the American taxpayers $451 billion. $451 billion caused by this idiot's border crisis. Since Biden was elected, took office, the U.S. obviously has experienced an invasion of illegals crossing the border. Some, very few, but some are turned away. Millions have been released into the country, literally millions, or escaped custody. And the cost for taking care of them, you're paying for it. A new interim report compiled by the House Republican Committee on Homeland Security, revealing the current admin's open border policies potentially could have cost $451 million. Every day, millions of America, of American taxpayers rather, spending dollars on costs directly associated with illegal immigrants.
The report notes only a small fraction is ever recouped from the taxes paid by illegal aliens. Oh, yeah, illegal aliens are paying taxes? I don't think so. Give me a break. $451 billion thanks to these two criminal commie knuckleheads. Happy about that? Listener, hey, the hubby. All right, welcome in. First time listener, hubby. Thank you so much for popping by. Good to have you along for the ride. Thank you, hubby. Uh, let's see, 451, the temp that paper burns at. <laughs> yeah, you're right, 451 billion. 451 is the temperature. Is that the, the uh, flashpoint of paper? I guess. Anyway, welcome Hal, welcome the hubby, good to have you along for the ride. Don't forget to hit that follow button, and then if you look, if you have a free Rumble account, you can not only hit the follow button, follow the show, but just like the hubby in Ground Zero, you can get involved in the chat. We love to see you, and thank you for that. Really do appreciate it. All right, what else is going on here we want to talk about? Oh, yeah. You know, these evil pro-Hamas monsters, these idiot activists. We did a story last night about, uh, about interrupting a Christmas tree lighting. Hang on, got another one here. Defend your right to offend. I love that screen name, very nice. If he says, uh, she says, if you wanna know what Q is, Look up what Major General Paul E. Vallelie had to say about it. I will do that after the show. I can't do it right now, but thank you. Uh, viewer out there called Defend Your Right to Offend. Thanks. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. All right. Anyway, got some good news for you, these pro-Hamas idiots. They violently attacked a Jewish woman, and they are about to face justice. Good on you. Appears at least some of the pro-Hamas protesters are going to face some consequences for their barbaric actions. New York PD arrested two women for an altercation that occurred while they were tearing down posters showing Israeli hostages that were kidnapped by Hamas during the October 7th assault on Israel. The two women allegedly became violent when a Jewish woman confronted them for removing the posters. These two monsters slapped with a hate crime charge for allegedly attacking a Jewish person who confronted them on the Upper West Side for tearing down posters of Israelis kidnapped by Hamas. Mawish Omer, 26, Surrendered to police Monday, charged with assault and criminal mischief. Good on you. Both as hate crimes. In connection with an attack on this 41-year-old woman at the corner of Riverside Drive and West 82nd, just before 10 p.m. November 9th. Her alleged accomplice, Stephanie Gonzalez, 25, cuffed a week earlier, also faces a hate crime assault rap, as well as attempted robbery. They allegedly assaulted the victim 
ripping off her Star of David necklace and knocked a cell phone out of her hand after she challenged them for ripping these missing person posters off of a light pole at the intersection. This aggressive kind of bullshit against Jewish people in this country is getting worse and worse. And it's only being encouraged and it needs to stop. Hopefully more people like this will get arrested, charged with hate crimes. And then don't forget there's another part of this. It's one thing to arrest them. Our justice system, our courts, have got to be there to enforce the laws. No, none of this slap on the wrist crap. That's just, that just ain't cutting it. Best thing you can do if you live in a blue state, get out. I know that's not easy. It's not even possible for some people. But if there's any way, get yourself out of these blue cities, or in some cases, these blue states. If you want some convincing, this might do it for you. We talk about how being in a blue state affects your wallet. Take a look at this from Fox Business. Residents in blue states pay more for electricity, not just more, much more for electricity than you do in red states, according to a study. New report. Wow, I did not know this. I wouldn't have imagined it, but here you go. A new report finds that blue state residents pay far more for electricity because of, here we go, aggressive climate policies. Blue state residents whose governments have adopted all of this bullcrap climate control policies carbon neutral net zero bullcrap are paying more for electricity, paying more for fuel than those who live in red states that lack these kind of policies. This is America's largest membership organization of state legislators. A new report from them, the ALEC. They provided a breakdown of energy prices throughout the U.S. and demonstrated the relationship between big government policies and high energy costs. And there you go. This article is in our show notes. I encourage you not just to read it, but share it. It is from the, cons the thinkingconservative.com. Yes, it is a very conservative website, but the facts don't lie, folks. Big government means higher electric costs. The more your state is run by these commie liberal left-wing morons who buy this Kool-Aid of climate change, carbon levels, the more you're paying. Hal says, I hate the use of the word hate crime. It's a racist narrative, no matter what color, race, or God you may believe in, crime is a crime. You're right. Sort of. 
I agree. Crime is a crime, Hal. But when you commit a crime with hate in your heart or because that person is a certain color or gender or sexual orientation or any one of those other things on the list, when you commit a crime because that person is a group you don't like, to me, I get it that there should be enhanced penalties for that. It is one thing to assault somebody because you have a disagreement over whatever. It's never okay. And how do you measure hate? Mm, good question. Defend your right to offend says, how do you measure hate? Good question. Uh, Anyway, to insult someone, which is always wrong, is one thing. But to assault somebody simply because they are Jewish or a woman or gay or black or what at white, I have to go along with the idea of increased penalties. You get X amount if it's just a, an assault, which is bad enough. But if you assaulted somebody simply because they were fill-in-the-blank, that's worse. It really is. What a great question, though. How do you measure hate? Is there a scale? <laughs> wow. I could claim, as a brown guy, that white guy is racist, says Hal 9000, and get him... Fire one, two, three, and get a raise at the same time. Yeah, you could. Sadly, we live in a day that even simply the accusation of that is enough. Shouldn't be, but it is. And you're right. Just because you didn't like somebody, you could make something up, accuse them of it, and their life is screwed. It could virtually be over. You don't have to prove anything. Eventually, maybe, but it doesn't matter by that point. It's like the, when did you stop beating your wife question. Yeah. All right. We got to turn things around here. We got to get off this heavy stuff. We got to talk about something important, like bunnies and lipstick. <laughs> I know, I know. But before we get into our book... I always like to take a little break with something funny or cute or inspiring or aw. And, and this is almost all of those things. Ladies and gentlemen, a bunny eating strawberries. There you go. What more do you need? <laughs> look at that. And look at the red all around its mouth. A bunny eating strawberries. Who'd have thought? <laughs> All right. We need to, to lighten the mood a little bit, so there you go. All right. Uh, Hal says, I'm black. Uh, I know. I, he says, just because I didn't like them. I've had many black men who tried to do that to me. I kid you not. Wow. That is... Uh, not only frightening, it's obviously very not right. <clears throat> okay. 
We're going to move it on. We're going to get back into our book. We're reading Treasure Island. Uh, we do read books on this show. We've done that since almost the very beginning, 500 over shows ago. We have read books, children's classic literature mostly. And uh, we've done the Peter, we've done Peter Pan, The Wizard of Oz, White Fang, uh, Winnie the Pooh, all kinds of great books on this show. We start in the very beginning, we work our way all the way through to the end, reading a little part of a chapter at a time until we get to the end and move on to the next one. And right now we are doing the absolute children's classic called Treasure Island, originally called The Sea Cook, a story for boys. It was published, believe it or not, all the way back in 1883. Wow! All right, so we'll pop up our treasure trove of Treasure Island covers and continue on. The captain had passed away and they were back to find his gold. They think they found it when we left off last night, or last day. I'll show these rogues that I'm an honest woman, said my mother. I have my dues and not a farthing over. Hold Mrs. Crossley's bag. And she began to count over the amount of the captain's score from the sailor's bag into the one I was holding. It was a long, difficult business, for the coins were of all countries, Sizes, doubloons, louis d'ors, guineas, pieces of eight, and I don't know what else besides, all shaken together at random. The guineas, too, were about the scariest. It was with these only my mother knew how to make her count. When we were about halfway through, I suddenly put my hand upon her arm, for I had heard in the silent, frosty air a sound that brought my heart into my mouth, the tap, tapping of the blind man's stick upon the frozen road. It drew nearer and nearer while we sat, holding our breath. Then it struck sharp on the inn door, and then we could hear the handle being turned the bolt rattling as the wretched being tried to enter. And then there was a long time of silence, both within and without. At last, the tapping recommenced, and to our indescribable joy and gratitude, died slowly away again until it ceased to be heard. Mother, said I, Take the hole and let's get going, for I was sure the bolted door must have seemed suspicious and would bring the whole hornet's nest upon our ears, though how thankful I was I'd bolted it. None could tell who had never met that terrible blind man. But my mother, frightened as she was, would not consent to take a fraction more than was due her, and was obstinately unwilling to be content with less. It wasn't yet seven, she said, by a long way. She knew her rights, and she would have them. And she was still arguing with me when a little low whistle sounded a good way off upon the hill. That was enough, and more than enough for both of us. I'll take what I have, she said, jumping to her feet. And I'll take this to square the count, said I, picking up the oilskin packet. Next moment, 
we were both groping downstairs, leaving the candle by the empty chest, and the next we'd open the door and we'll are in full retreat. We'd not started a moment too soon. The fog was rapidly dispersing. Already the moon shone quite clear on the high ground on the other side. It was only in the exact bottom of the dell and round the tavern door that a thin veil still hung unbroken to conceal the first steps of our escape. Far less than halfway to the hamlet, very little beyond the bottom of the hill, we must come forth into the moonlight. Nor was this all, for the sound of several footsteps running came along already to our ears, and as we looked back in their direction, a light tossing to and fro, still rapidly advancing, showed that one of the newcomers carried a lantern. My dear, said my mother suddenly, take the money and run on, I'm going to faint. This was certainly the end for both of us, I thought. How I cursed the cowardice of the neighbors. How I blamed my poor mother for her honesty and her greed, for her past foolhardiness and present weakness. We were just at the bridge by good fortune, and I helped her, tottering as she was, to the edge of the bank where, sure enough, she gave a sigh and fell on my shoulder. I do not know how I found the strength to do it all. I'm afraid it was roughly done. <clears throat> but I managed to drag her down the bank and a little way under the arch. Further, I couldn't move her, for the bridge was too low to let me do more than crawl below it. So there we had to stay, my mother almost entirely exposed, and both of us within earshot of the inn. Chapter 5 is called The Last of the Blind Man. And we will start chapter five on tomorrow's show. Wow. Treasure Island. Love it. All right. Defend your right to a friend, the hubby, Hal 9000. Thank you guys and everybody else for popping in. If you have a free Rumble account, which is easy to sign up for, be sure you hit that follow button. Helps out the show. It's free for you. We won't spam your inbox, I promise. And, uh, Cool to have you along for the ride. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, and I will see you tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat crazy station.